All right, BradCooney.com would like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist, The Real EKG. What is up, man? How you doing, man? I'm all right. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm blessed, you know. That's what's up. I'm enjoying the day. Where are you from, man? I'm from Dothan, Alabama. Okay, yeah, I'm not too... I know a lot of people say Dothan, but it's Dothan. Ah, gotcha, yeah. Dothan, minus the ooh. I grew up in upstate New York, and I, I'm from a from a town called Mahopac, New York. Right? It's about 40 miles north of New York City, but everybody for some reason called it Malpac. No idea I why. I actually lived in Jamestown for a while, and I lived in Buffalo for a while. Yeah, that's way up in northwestern New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty cool. All right, so before we get into your music. Tell my listeners a little bit about you, about how old you were when you first started making music and when you started taking it real serious. Uh, I was about 20, getting ready to turn 21. I've been in this industry 14 years. What? what? Uh, go ahead, I'm sorry, finish your thought. Go ahead, no, 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 go for it. No, I was pretty much was just going to ask you, what was it that... Um, like, 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 what, what sparked it all? Like, was it some people would just like to do poetry, and then they transition from that to, to rhyming and rapping? So, what, what was it about? What was it for you that got you started off? Well, uh, back in the days, I used to buy like the double XL, the Source, every month, like religiously every month for the different articles, see what new was what was new in music and things of that nature. So in 2004, I ran across the producer edition of, I, I want to say it was the Double XL, I'm not sure, maybe it was the source, uh, but the uh, Dr. Dre on the cover, and he was even standing there with his cord or his trident, or trident, and I went through it, and I actually bought the books for the articles, so when I bought the magazines, I bought them for the articles. Uh, but I read an article on Knox, the producer out of Virginia, VA, whatever, and he had a quote in there. It said, before you get into this business or this industry, buy a book. And so I tried the producer angle for a second, and I'm not even going to lie to you. They don't tell you, you need this extension, this many this keyboard to activate this and that and it slowly led me back over to the actual vocalist side mm. so that's literally how I ended up in it yeah uh, after that it just one night my buddy told me he was like yo you want to go to the studio and we ended up in this guy's studio we break out and within like an hour, we recorded like almost two songs. Hmm. But two weeks later, like a week later, uh, two weeks later, somewhere in that time frame, I ended up back in the same studio. And the guy said, how about we record a real song? He said, just give me a concept, a hook, you know, a chorus, so to speak. And I'm going to throw together a beat and lay it down. And from there... I'll be honest with you, within 30 minutes, I had an actual song. Yep. 
I've kind of been doing it ever since then. That's it. That's where the addiction started, right there. That's when it started. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's good. So that's why I wanted to push you a little bit on. Give me a little more substance. I knew there was a, a, a good, a good, interesting story about how you got into this, man. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Um, all right, so you dropped a new single called "Thing for You." Um, I listened to the song and I enjoyed it. Um, give my listeners a little bit of a backstory, like what's the song all about? Well, in 2012, we were all sitting in the studio, essentially a collaborative situation and the original song had five people on it hmm. but as you see the new song had three folks on it right mainly because one person actually went to prison and he was like you know I just can't do it no more uh I've lost my knack for singing rapping and all that uh the other person just didn't reach back out when we tried to revise it and clean it all the way up mm-hmm. but the other one of them just really really harassed me about it and like yeah you think you can get this all the way cleaned up get it out to the people and I was like it's not really an issue I can and then I reached out to everybody and got in the studio but the original situation was is we were in the studio in 2012 and uh one of the people who's no longer on the track says I keep hearing this you know, and all they could say was thing for you, thing for you. And T Black jumps up and he's like, Give me this. I got this. Don't worry about it. He jumps in the, in the booth and he comes up and he begins. He's not really even harmonizing too hard, but he breaks out and he comes up with this. It goes into a totally different mode from there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Well, I'll snatch the first verse is nothing. And I was actually in a relationship at the moment, and I really did have a knack for jumping on almost any song, mm-hmm. but I wanted to keep it honest. So the female that I was with at the moment, even though I really had a thing and wanted to show her the world, I didn't want to give her the world. Mm-hmm. But, but as time, like if you even actually listen to the track, I kind of tell you it's just not going to work out and mm-hmm. I can see it from a distance. Now when it came down to AM's verse, he had a girl that he had just met and he wanted to give her the world. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying it was, it came out to be one of those things where we actually were more truthful than we even knew we were being. <laughs> Interesting. Because the relationship between me and the female that I was talking about, it didn't last much longer than September, October that year. Mm-hmm. And for him, it's still kind of ping-ponging back to this, to this day. Yeah. Yeah, I so, feel you. Yeah. Um, how's the song doing, man? You getting some good plays? Uh, not so much on certain, you know, streaming platforms, but... You know, that's the industry. Sometimes you you get exactly what you want. Sometimes you don't. That's true. That's a good point. And it's 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 crazy how that works. Where I've talked to some some uh, musicians that put something up on SoundCloud or wherever, and didn't expect it to really do anything, and then it ends up blowing up like huge. 
and then other ones that they thought would do really well just kind of don't. You know, it's kind of weird what you know what, what's going to take off and what ain't sometimes. Um, so I read in your bio that you have, um, are fixing to drop a, a new record called The Struggle. How's, how's the timeline on that? You still looking at doing that in the fall? I am still looking to do that before the end of the fall, if I can. It's actually a new album. Um, that's not actually in my bio, but that's actually the first release. Everybody keeps saying that. Everybody, uh, but it's the, it's the first release on just in general of my artistry and over the past few years. But yeah, I am still looking to drop this, the struggle album by the end of fall. I'll probably, in the next two weeks to three weeks, mm-hmm. I will probably drop My City Don't Love Me. I mean, I've already started dropping actual tracks off of the Struggle album, which is uh, the Treasure King, Unusual, This Ain't Facebook. So, I am working on that. Yeah, alright, well I guess when I get the file from the PR company, it says bio, and I'm reading inside the bio, and it says, well that's how I knew about it, it was, in, it was, it was included within that. So that's why yeah, I refer to it as a struggle, as the as the bio. Um, all right, so tell me about what you want to do for. I mean, because COVID COVID nineteen's really thrown a wrench into a lot of people's plans, man. This year and all across all you know all different types of jobs and careers. And so, what do you what do you want to try to do between now and? I know we just mentioned that you know the, the record, the new record in, in the fall. Um, are you are you in any, are you in any kind of a um, a jam with the COVID though? Has it has it like prevented you from getting out and performing? And um, like, what's your plan as far as going forward? Well, I told certain other uh, interviewers in the past. I haven't done a show since two thousand and twelve. Ah, wow. Okay. Uh, actually, they kind of killed me off as far as on the local scene, as far as performing, since 2012, I got basically tired of paying promoters for a five to 10 minute set on their stages at the prices that they were charging and they weren't doing anything else but maybe throwing your name on the flyer oh. and things of that nature. And before the, the COVID situation or pandemic, as some people would like to say, there was it was already slowing down because I'll be honest with you for years the industry has been going in this weird turn that I wanted to recover from and most people who are actually in the industry and who's been 